Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to episode 62 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. First off, have to send out a big congrats to the Hill United Chiefs on their fourth career ISC World title after a 7-4 win over the defending two-time champion New York Gremlins this past weekend. Also, a shout-out to uh, Blair Sepford and the ISC crew on fantastic coverage of the event. Gotta admit, I was a huge fan of that drone coverage, especially the shot they got after Hill after uh, Hill United won. It was uh, fan- fantastic stuff there, fellas. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Georgia as Jasmine Stewart takes home the weekly honors. Jasmine hit 727 over three games with the Ola Mustangs with a stolen base, two home runs, and seven RBIs. Great job, Jasmine. Best of luck in everything going forward. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with the University of Michigan alum and current Japan Pro League Toyota Medics member, Jordan Taylor. Jordan has had a stellar career to date as she was named the 2008 Big Ten Freshman Player of the Year, 2010 Big Ten Pitcher of the Year, is a three-time All-Big Ten Conference First Team winner, while also being the all-time career strikeout leader in the Big Ten. We're going to talk to Jordan about getting her start in the game down in California, her amazing high school career at Valencia High, her time at Michigan, joining the pro ranks, and much, much more. Jordan was so fun to chat with, and trust me, didn't hold back. I've been waiting to chat with her for a, for a long time now, and I'm so happy she was able to come on. If you have social media, I highly recommend following Jordan, as uh, she definitely, truly speaks her mind, and it's a fa- very entertaining follow. Uh, with that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. What I'm feeling Ain't never felt this freedom I got the world in my palm Like Sam, I actually song Ain't never felt this freedom Could you, could you say that anything goes Anything goes Anything goes Anything goes Anything goes Anything goes Here we go. Jordan, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. How's the quarantine going over in Japan? Um, it's going. I have three, four more days left. Um, so I'm starting to go a little a little crazy at this point, <laughs> but I'm an unfortunate, unfortunate expert at quarantining. This uh, is my third of quarantining. So uh, I was gonna say. Jordan Taylor being shack wacky for being secluded for two weeks has the makings of an epic podcast written all over it. 
<laughs> in my 200 foot square apartment is uh, not not that place for me. Oh man! So, how many times is this now? Three, you said? No, this is my third month oh. doing this. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Going back and forth four or five times now, and then so every time I go home and come back, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, I guess it is. Jesus. Oh, that'd be tough. I still have a- Still haven't caught COVID, so I mean, I guess hey. I guess a uh, payoff. I guess that's the main thing. That's the main thing right there. <laughs> exactly. Actually, before we get going here, I, I had that. I, I wanted to ask you about uh, one of your Insta posts last week on guessing what the mascot was that looked like. You know, oh, a yeah. fun, happy piece of shit, more or less. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What ex- what exactly it was, was it anyway? It's a furnace, like a, um, but like one of those like huge brick ones where they like burn stuff in the town. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be a furnace. <laughs> so I don't know why. <laughs> like every, every city, every prefecture, which is like basically a state has its own, um, mascot. And so there's, I mean, hundreds of them and that's definitely, I saw the whole list. That's definitely the weirdest one, but. I mean, they have like windmills or like raindrops, like wow, like random stuff they have for mascots. That is crazy. So, so like you said, every state has a mascot. Yeah, every state, every city. Yeah. So I live in Toda City. Ours is like a purple bird. Ours is pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh wow, that's that's pretty cool. All right, well, something different, but uh, it, yeah. we'll we'll get into your. I guess would be a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into your Japan career a little later on, but uh, first we like to uh, start the podcast off with a little thing we call quick pitches. It's I'm going to throw a few random questions to you. They're like totally okay. random. <laughs> so, <Okay>. so be ready. <laughs> I've had my ready. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get going. First one. Best thing about growing up in Cali. Uh, the sun all the time, just weather year round. Yeah, I got the same thing. I, you know, I talked to a few from like Morgan, uh, Morgan Howe and uh, Morgan Stewart from California. They said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, ta- it takes leaving California to be like, oh, that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sun doesn't work. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> so, uh, next one. Where's one place you've never been to? that you love to travel to. And I can tell from social media, you've been everywhere. Oh yeah. I haven't gone to Italy. Um, Italy is my, my big one, my big next one. Okay. Yeah. That looks, uh, actually that's on my bucket list as well. Like that looks like an awesome place to go. Yeah, definitely. looks right up my alley. So, uh, next one. If you were to play a Disney character in a movie, which one is it? Ooh, <laughs> I love Disney. That's I know. Disney. Yeah, I know. Um, ooh, I feel like Mulan because she's badass. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Get All to right. fight some people. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's one food you miss from the U.S. that you can't get in Japan? Oh, mac and cheese. And I don't know. I don't eat mac and cheese really when I'm back in the States, but I don't know why every time I come to Japan, I crave it. Oh, what? And I can't <laughs> find it anywhere, like anywhere. And like you try to like, you know, 
fake it and mm. it's just not good. But yeah, mac and cheese, just like the craft box mac and cheese. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even eat it when I'm back in the US, but that, yeah. That's that and in I do crave in and out all the time. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my god. In and out burger. I gotta say, I uh I played a couple years ball with the team out of Salt Lake City. And mm-hmm. uh my first trip to the States with them, I think we it would have been in tournament in California. We went to Santa Barbara and uh they picked me up at the airport and they stopped at an in and out burger. And I was like, I'm from Canada. So I'm like, what's this in and out burger? And I had yeah. a couple of burgers. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The animal style fries. That's where my, uh, that's my thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's always my first, first thing that I do when I'm back in California yeah. every single time. No doubt. No doubt. So good. Uh, next one on a scale of one to 10, how good is Ed Sheeran in concert? Oh my God. 11. (laughs) And he just announced his album is coming out. He has a new album coming out, but he, so like, obviously incredible artist, Hmm. but he does the entire concert by himself. Like he plays on a foot pedal the entire time. And it was kind of funny watching him trying to, because we saw the uh, concert in Tokyo. So you don't have a lot of English speakers and obviously he doesn't speak Japanese. So watching him, (laughs) him uh explain it and it's just dead silent and then he kind of demonstrated and he heard oh oh oh, oh. <laughs> it was the fun thing like to watch him try to explain what he was doing what he was doing yeah you're the you're the one person in the crowd that goes oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah me and me and sam fisher were a little catatonic that oh day, so. sam fisher yes <laughs> just screaming the entire time <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> now he's 10 out of 10 would recommend absolutely actually you know you know what he when he released the uh is it the x album the, the green and black one i think i think yeah yeah and he if you bought that you got a dvd that had one of his concerts i think that he did at wembley and it yeah it shows him doing like uh, everything yeah, wembley. Yeah. yeah i saw that and i was i was blown away i was like oh my god that's unreal yeah he's so cool yeah absolutely (laughs) all right next one what's your favorite thing about twitter (laughs) (laughs) um you know just well i like not being affiliated with college anymore so i can say whatever the f i want to yeah uh but yeah, I mean, I think good discussions do come out of Twitter. Some do, yes. I, you just really got to sort through the shit to get to it, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> I don't like. I, I've been following you for for a bit on there, like, and just oh my god, some of the stuff that guys say is just like, what the hell? And it's never. It's it's never the ones that I like am hesitant to send. I don't get any any sort of fights over. It's the ones I don't even think about and I send, not thinking there's going to be a controversy over it. And those are the ones where I get like just a hilarious DMs and responses from like, oh, hey, babe. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good time until it's not. Yes, I'm half. I mean, half of the shit I ask for, so I don't uh, really. 
but it's entertaining. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a thin-skinned gal, no, so but it, it's totally entertaining, though. I mean, like you know, for anybody that oh. follows softball or anything, I mean, that shit, man. That's that, that's entertaining. Level through the roof. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, next one. You're stuck on a deserted island and can have any three things with you. What are they? Unlimited coffee. Okay. Um, something to paint with. And I was going to say Kraft mac and cheese, but that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. Yeah, that'd be so, that'd be lame considering you don't eat it back in the States. <laughs> And something to make a fire because I've tried making fire before the old fashioned way and I was sitting there for like three hours. So, yeah, you definitely need it if you're on a dessert island. You need fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The survival instinct. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, last one. What would the world be like if it was filled with male and female copies of Jordan Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Def- definitely, uh, definitely an interesting. I don't think I'd want to see that. I think there's just one of me. For oh that, god! I, I think we're fine with. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting though. It'd be hey, like I said, it'd be entertaining. It would be entertaining. <laughs> All right, as we do with every uh, every guest. We asked them the uh, the to start the career. Tell us when and where you got your start in the game. Um, t-ball. Um, I definitely grew up playing a lot, a lot of sports, but I was definitely the kid in the outfield making flower crowns. Um, <laughs> there's lots of photo evidence of me standing beyond the three foot three hundred foot mark um, <laughs> in the outfield. Um. I didn't really get my start pitching though until I was 11, 12. Mm. Um, and that was with, um, in the heart league, um, which is, I mean, the amount of people like they should look and like research this league. Cause the amount of top division one players, all Americans that that league turned out is like the most ridiculous thing. Um, Oh really? But, yeah, very, very competitively. Yeah. Um, well, our hometown, so Santa Clarita, Valencia area, um, just has so many. A lot of Tennessee alums, Maddie Shipman, um, Tiffany Huff, mm. and then uh, Jessica Schultz from Oklahoma. Um, wow. There's, oh, the current um, Texas pitcher. What's her name? Um, Everly? Uh, no, I'm completely blanking on her name, but she went to the same high school as I did. Um, oh, wow. Okay. but yeah, just, I mean, insane talent that came out of that league. But, um, I was always like really, really bad. Like really <laughs> bad. I was always in the, like, we had two leagues in the, um, heart league that was national and American mm. and national was kind of like the, you know, competitive league. And then American was the like coach pitch like let me hold your hand while you're running the bases right type yeah. of thing. and i was i mean i was in that b league american league until 15 like i was always in the bottom league wow and uh yeah but when i grew up playing um it was really just tournament teams there weren't really travel ball teams at that time like there were but um we just didn't really compete in them 
Um, and so I didn't go. My first travel ball team was 14 under uh, California Cruisers. Um, and that kind of like opened my eyes. But I had to get out of the Santa Clarita Valley because, of the, I mean, the wealth of talent and right. I had to go to Orange County, which sounds crazy now because Orange County is where like <laughs> all the talent is. Yeah. I think I just, I, my mom had kind of the foresight to be like, okay, we're, we're packing our bags. <laughs> we're, we're getting out of here. And, um, yeah, I kind of just went from there, but I mean, I always threw hard, like always threw hard, mm. So, um, but zero control. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> Hey, Hey, I've been, I'm a pitcher as well. So, Hey, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So was there an age where you were like, like, damn, I might be pretty good at this sport. Like, obviously, it must have been later on. I really, I really didn't realize that college was even an option until I was about 16. Okay. Uh, and I was lucky enough to be part of the Gordon's Panthers. So I went from 16 Gordon's Panthers to 18 Gordon's Panthers. And it was kind of a tryout. We played the 16s played the 18s team. And, um, there were college coaches there watching and it was actually, it was Hutch. And, um, it was like one of those things where they like talk about you like five feet away from you type of thing. <laughs> so I was like, I stuff up and, um, my pitching coach at the time was also my head coach. And, um, he was talking to Larry Mays, the head of the, um, 18 gold Panthers hmm. and, and Larry was like, oh, that pitcher, that pitcher is really good. And Hutch was walking by and, he, and she goes, oh, we knew who she was. I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Hutch <laughs> knows who I am. <laughs> so that was like up until that moment, I really like college just wasn't, I guess, on my radar. Um, I just didn't think it was an option or didn't like really know how much of an option it was. Right. Well, so. Okay. Well, I wanted to, I, I want to talk about your time at Valencia high, obviously. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I saw what you did like to read through all your accomplishments and records would be here forever. But uh, <laughs> I want to, I, I want to touch on a couple. I mean, you registered career record 77, eight with over a thousand strikeouts, 66 shutouts, 0 0.27 ERA. Uh, you also set California state record in single season, best undefeated record at 32 and zero, and most wins in one week. Now first <laughs> 10 wins in one week. What the hell is that? <laughs> that would be Donna Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um, long time head coach, Donna Lee. And she, um, I will forever credit her with why I was successful okay. through high school. She, um, just extremely tough, but in the best way possible, like she challenged us. And I mean, usually high school ball is kind of, uh, you know, you're yeah. just there to have fun and get an A and P type of thing. Right. But she was having none of that. Like she, <laughs> she made sure that we knew we were there to compete and our senior year, um, she put us in every big name tournament, um, she was determined to be like national champions and, um, you know, whatever ranking that is the max preps, or right. whatever rank, um, which we ended up getting, but she, I mean, she was like, Oh, Northern California softball is good. Like 
okay, bet. And so she had to go up for Like, there's a big um, Bullhead City tournament, and it's Arizona, and like some of the names that were there, you can look back on those lists and be like, what in the world? Like I do remember the championship game we played Kenzie Fowler and I, the, I mean, the game was ridiculous, which high school softball back then it was from 40 feet. Like, Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why those records are there. (laughs) I mean, there is no standard of chance at that point. Yeah. True. (laughs) Yeah. I think I had like 18 strikeouts and she had 16 and it was a seven inning game. Like it was just, I can't imagine watching that game as a parent being like, good Lord, just get someone hit the ball. Unless you're the parent of the pitcher, then you're like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's great. But uh, see, I I still can't get over the 10 wins in a week because I mean, yeah, I throw the, I think the most I've thrown, I've once thrown, you know, six games in probably 48 hours. And I could hardly walk after <laughs> after that was over. You know what I mean? Like 10 yeah. wins in a week, like that's just crazy. Yeah. I had to throw in 11 games last half in Japan and I thought I was dying. Oh. And that, was over, <laughs> that was over a five-week period. What? <laughs> so yeah, young arms, man. Young oh. arms. They, they can get the job done, yeah. apparently. True enough, true enough. <laughs> Um, so walk us through your, your, uh, recruiting process. How, how many schools did you visit? Um, two, four. Um, and I was in the weird, if you want to blame anybody on uh, early recruiting, you can blame the 2007 pitchers. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I remember getting, um, the whole September 1st, they can email you thing sophomore year. Right. Um, and um, I can remember getting letters and then it escalated so fast. Like they, I remember being so excited because I got a email from Heather Tarr at 1159 and I was like, oh my God, she just like couldn't wait to email me. <laughs> and it was like two days later and they had a committed picture. I was like, wait, what happened? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like I wasn't, I wasn't the top of the list. So like, well, maybe those 1159s got sent out to everybody, but, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. So I, I visited Washington because we were on a trip. Um, we were in Washington for a tournament. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like stopped by campus, right. um, like very unofficial. And I still remember again, sophomore year. And I was like, mom, I want to go here. And my mom was like, no, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> pump the brakes. We're gonna like, you have to like actually have other options, Jordan. And so, um, yeah, we kind of set up, did the whole, um, fall trip to, um, uh, well, we did junior day, at UCLA, um, which was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, really? Um, uh, well, the, the girls who were being recruited to UCLA were kind of on our rival team. Oh, and they just, <laughs> it was one of them where it was like, I was early. Me and my mom were, my mom is like the most type a person. <laughs> so we got there early to make good impressions. They saw me sitting at a table and like walked around me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I don't think I'm going to be going here. Yeah. Uh, 
but hey, the, they had in and out, so that was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on a trip to Oklahoma, um, and I had family in Oklahoma, so they were actually always kind of at the top of my list. Uh, okay, wait, that makes me laugh. Oh, I know. That's what, and oh my gosh, my mom was like, just tweet out like how much she wanted you to come here. And I'm like, I cannot. I cannot. So yeah, so went on a trip there, football game, whole spiel. Um, and then I went to Tennessee to their junior day. Um, and then, yeah, then Michigan. And I was supposed to go to Michigan. I was supposed to go to an Ohio State football game for my unofficial visit and my mom was determined and she was like, "Uh uh-uh, you said you want weather. She was like, you're going to get weather. You're going to go in February. (laughs) You're going to go in the dead of winter. And, um, Hutch was obviously mortified and was like, no, just come for a football game. Like (laughs) you don't need to do that. And so I was there in February and they had what we call an Indian summer, which was, it yep. was 60 degrees out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they actually, um, the Hutch had the girls hang up snowflakes in the, um, locker room. Cause that was my big thing was I like wanted to go somewhere with snow, somewhere with like weather and like get out of the perfect weather in yeah. California. Um, which I immediately regretted, but, um, <laughs> as soon as I realized how cold snow was, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. So that was where those were my uh, kind of I immediately narrowed it down to Oklahoma and Michigan. And this was in 2005. OK. And um, one. And so I'd seen both teams actually play. And I actually said to the coaches, like, I'm going to wait until the end of season to make a decision. So to the end of the 2005 season, which mm. Michigan ended up winning. So uh, yeah. it wouldn't really change my mind. But after I went to Michigan on my visit, I immediately was like, no, like this is I, this is where I need to be. Um, you know, school was very, very important to me in my decision. And mm. they're consistently one of the top three public schools like in the world. Right. So um, it's just like one of those like you can hang your degree and basically get any job you want to until, until the market crash. But, um, that's another story. Very true. That's so true. <laughs> um, but I knew immediately. And so I actually called, called Patty Yasso and I got reamed. I what? got reamed for making my decision, um, earlier than I said I was going to. And, um, yeah, she was, she was not happy with me. Um, because I, I ended up making the decision in March instead of June. Um, and so, and she was like adamant that I stick to my word and wait to the end of season. And I'm sure the sooner nation will be like, this is why you hate us. (laughs) Don't hate you guys at all, actually. But, um, yeah, no, she was not, she was not happy with me oh. uh, for making my decision earlier, but Hutch was so. Oh, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> it worked. Had to worry about it that side. <laughs> it, it worked out great for Michigan. I mean, exactly. Oh, right. So, uh, I was gonna. Well, now I know what led you to your decision to go into Michigan. But uh, what do you remember about uh, arriving there freshman season? 
Um, I mean, they, it's, you get thrown in the deep end right away. Um, I knew, I knew that there was a pitcher, um, Nikki Nemitz Mm -hmm. was a sophomore going in. Um, and I knew immediately that we were going to be kind of a ace one, ace two situation. Um, but I also knew going in that I was going to get a lot of playing time and I was going to have to prove myself right away. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I actually had a very, very successful freshman season. I guess you did. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of it was just like a little naivete, just being like, do, 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 like softball's fun. And then I uh, got smacked down by the uh, strong hand of Angela Tincher and Virginia Tech. And uh. I was like, oh, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, just, it was definitely just like right away, you know, like if you're if you're going to swim, you're going to swim. And then if you're not going to, you're going to be down the bottom and you got to help yourself out. So yeah. that's very much the the coaching staff of Michigan is they give you the tools to succeed. And if you don't want to take them, then you won't succeed. If you do, then you will. So, um, I was lucky enough to learn that right away and kind of knew to help myself out. So right on. Well, yeah, that's good. How was the first winter for you? Oh, it was brutal. (laughs) I think it was, there was something like it was the most snowfall, or it was like the coldest winter. I'm I'm a little bit far out of out of uh, freshman year. Yeah, true <laughs> enough. Yeah, but I do remember it. There was like they set like records for snowfall or coldness or something like that. Oh, wow. It's like oh okay. Wow. <laughs> if you wanted snow, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Your> little Cali girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what was uh I mean, campus life must have been pretty cool there. I mean, I mean, the football team and is, you know, pretty well known. Campus life might have been must have been pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, I mean, it's a big school. I think it's like thirty six thousand people. Right. Um, but it's at the whole town. I mean, Ann Arbor is my mom actually ended up retiring and moving to Ann Arbor I after would- I left. I was actually going to ask you about that because I saw that. I was like, oh, my <laughs> yeah. God, your mother went to Ann yeah. Arbor. <laughs> yeah. So that's my home now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the town's just always voted kind of like number one place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a great it's just a great environment. And um, they I mean, they do. They love their sports there for sure. But, mm-hmm. yeah, campus life was fun. Um Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's all I need to know. I mean, I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. Who wouldn't? Jesus. I mean, I mean, you see, we see on TV here. I mean, the, the football games at, at Michigan and it's just like, wow, that's, that's pretty epic. It's unmatched for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a- and actually the, I got to say the, I mean, being up in our, up here in Canada, I mean, we're, we love our hockey and mm-hmm. this past NHL draft, the, four of the top five picks were from university of Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, I think we consistently have, even in, we have baseball, hockey, basketball, and football. We consistently have guys in the first round. Mm. So uh, yeah, the hockey games are definitely a good time. I actually prefer going to hockey games than football games. Oh, nice. It's inside, but um, yeah, no hockey games at, uh, 
at Michigan were a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I got to ask, do you, do you recall your first game uh, against Maryland in your freshman season? Against Maryland. That would that was your, you got your first start. Do you remember that one? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You know, I, I have to ask that. I mean, I ask everybody. So I am. I have the worst memory. Like I'll have people talk to me about games all the time, <laughs> and I'll sit there like nodding my head, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But, like I. And they're like, they're I, like Jordan. That was two days ago. I know. I literally, <laughs> I just what it is i don't know what it is i don't remember games like i just can't i remember players i remember batters and what they did against me yeah for th- their entire life i will remember exactly what hits they got i cannot tell you wins losses I'm absolutely nothing okay well i mean yeah you went nine innings you had a two nothing loss but i will say this you had no earned runs so i guess the two nothing Loss, you know, as a pitcher, we count earn runs. <laughs> so, I mean, good, good and bad for me, I guess. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I usually ask, you know, if there's a big learning curve that first season, but uh, like I said, that didn't seem to be the case. You know, you, you got Big Ten Freshman Player of the Year. You went thirty-one and four. Um, but what was the biggest takeaway? Do you think from that freshman season? Well, I will say my, my learning curve came in fall ball. So okay. that, fall, that fall season, we always go up to up North in the, um, in Michigan to Traverse cities or, um, Elk Rapids right. and, um, play, you know, Michigan state, Eastern Michigan, central Michigan. Um, and I just remember giving up a grand slam my first game, but I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was good. <laughs> Wake you know, up call. Off, yeah, you just get off the field and Hutch was like, meh. I was like, what do you mean, meh? <laughs> and she goes, just don't do it in season. I said, oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, that must be good. Yeah. That must be good for the confidence. I mean, you know, it must be kind of a a calming effect, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, the last time I got a calming <laughs> <laughs> yeah make her feel good (laughs) yeah we always uh that's one of my funniest stories um which i didn't learn this of course till after i left michigan but um one of the boosters kind of friends of the program are super fans um she told me after i left i was sitting in the stands watching a game she goes you know um, Brundage and Hutch used to play rock, paper, scissors, right? I said, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, when, uh, when they had to come talk to you on the mound, they played rock, paper, scissors and whoever lost had to go talk to you. I was like, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Like, yeah, they were kind of scared of you. I was like, <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, seeing some of my faces and captured in video and picture form, I don't blame them. But <laughs> yeah. um yeah, they used to play rock, paper, scissors to see who had to come and tell me to get my head out of my ass. Oh and, my uh, god. <laughs> that is awesome. They were they were very different speeches from Hutch and from Brundage. Yeah. Um but yeah, usually usually the if Hutch was coming out, you knew you were in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> You you knew uh, you were you were messing around a little bit too much for her. <laughs> isn't it funny? Isn't it the funny 
though the things you learn after you're gone from the program and then oh, you, you come yeah. back as alumni and you're like, what? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Or especially the, the women who go into coaching after, especially in college coaching. Hmm. And, um, they always say they wait until they wait like a month or two before they get the phone call of, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry for the shit I pulled. <laughs> oh, Frank, that's awesome. Uh, oh man. Anyway, uh, yeah. So after your freshman season, 2009, you make a trip to the women's college world series. Um, mm -hmm. How cool was that atmosphere? Uh, it was very cool. It's obviously way bigger now. Yeah. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But, um, it was definitely a little bit, I don't know. I wouldn't say we were unprepared, but it definitely was like one of those, like, do we belong here moments? Because I mean, we just got like hit on the nose immediately. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a weird it was a weird experience being there, I guess would be the best way to put it. Like all of a sudden we just tried to play completely differently, um, which was kind of our Michigan woes of playoffs was we just always try to do too much. We right. try to all of a sudden be a different team and, um, and not kind of remember why we got there in the first place. Um, I think those were the more successful um, after I was, after I left the, when Michigan went to the world series and they were successful at the world series, they played exactly how they had played all year. Right. Uh, I think when you look back at our super regionals and then the world, the one world series we went to, we just tried to like, you just could see the like tension and like, yeah, just trying to do way too much instead of just playing yeah but i mean you guys won your you guys won your first game and then yeah yeah mm -hmm. yep we we got the sec rollout we got the uh we got bama and then florida then georgia oh, like lovely <laughs> <laughs> welcome okay, to, welcome well, to the world series <laughs> i know which was it was so ironic in um michigan and my four years we played bama a couple times and we played um, other SEC teams and Bama consistently won um, SEC back then. And that was the only team that we could be like, what? I remember losing to like every SEC team except for Bama. Wow. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, what? That's wild actually. Yeah. Strange. Wow. I know we played, we had to play Bama three times in one week once. Um, and I think we beat them three out of three times. <laughs> and then we, I, we never beat Florida in my career. We never beat Georgia in my career. I'm pretty sure we lost to Arkansas when they just were not good at Holy all. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And Tennessee, we lost to Tennessee too. So. Man. That's, I don't know what it was. Well, <laughs> SEC. <laughs> SEC. <Damn it. laughs> Bama was probably like, oh, we don't want to play Michigan again. Freak's sakes. Jesus. I know. <laughs> that was. By far, though, that was the coolest place that um, we played was at uh, at Rhodes House in Bama. Oh, is that right? That's the one of the coolest atmospheres for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I you see video of it and I mean, video probably doesn't really do it justice. I mean, being there live is probably, you know, yeah. where it's got to be at. 
Well, I mean, you, there's so many great fan bases throughout and they get, you know, packed stadiums and everything. But I think Bama was the only place where I didn't feel like I wanted to punch somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like they were, they were respectful. Right. It cheered for their team, less like against our team. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Oh, right on. Other places are uh, just brutal to play at. <laughs> they like they've researched everything. Arizona, Florida State—that's an awful place. They're just brutal. throw it against you. Oh, oh yeah, but just oh, I will. One of the I went to a super regional game, Florida State versus Michigan, and um. We were sitting in the middle. There was only like five people, obviously, from Michigan. Cause, <laughs> and these people were screaming the most, I don't even know how to put it into words, things at Hutch, especially. <laughs> what a, she walked one step out of her little coaching box thing. And this guy yelled at her and was like, hey, coach, get your old crusty ass back in that box. And there was like three alumni sitting all in a row. <laughs> you should have seen oh us my jump God. up. And we were ready. We were like crawling over the seat. Just <laughs> <laughs> sat down. He's like, oh, 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 my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. You were like that. That's but yeah, I'm like, I couldn't even see my friends after the game. Like they had to get like a police escort out of, of the stadium because it was that hostile of an environment. So. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, Bama. I like Bama. Yeah. They're nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you go on to have, you know, a spectacular four year career with the Wolverines. Looking back now, though, what are some of the things that you'd like to reflect on, whether, you know, it was off on or off the field? Um, you know, I think it was just I think that Michigan provides the most well-rounded um, experience. You have, you know, you have the education, you have the, you know, sports environments, um, but, and obviously like the great town, but I mean, just playing for Hutch and being a part of that program with so much history is I, it's kind of indescribable. It's just being part of something with that much tradition. Hmm. Um, and that alumni base that is like really are just like pillars holding up the, uh, holding up the tradition, holding up that program. So, um, I just think it was just such, and that was one of my big pros. I made a pros and cons list when I was being recruited. And that was the big pro was the, um, just the whole well-rounded, you had everything there. You had the, you know, you had every aspect, you had the social, the academic and the sports all wrapped up into one. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was every, I had a little bit of everything in my, college experiences and that's what i was going for so so <laughs> so being an alumni like like are you going back there now or like are you able to i guess i don't know are you able to go wherever you want you know what i mean like like 
Well, are you VIP? Event- I should say. <laughs> my mom, my mom works event staff at for Michigan Sports, so uh, of course she does now. <laughs> <laughs> Move to Ann Arbor. I'm getting part of the event staff. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's everywhere too. She works football, basketball, and <laughs> she. It took her like one month to like move up into like the the little uh, upper echelon of. She gets to work like the tunnels and on the field and. <laughs> oh my god, your mom is the greatest. <laughs> she is the greatest. She really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, they make it. I'm when I'm ever I'm in town um, visiting my mom. Um, I was kind of texting me like, Hey, can I come like work out in the building? And it's always with open arms and, um, you know, they have great renovations since I've been there, but they have like a whole training room and, um, we got an indoor batting cage my freshman year. And so that's still there. Oh, right on. I'm just going to kind of work out and yeah, they're, they are Hutch loves her alumni. That's she always says that whenever we come around, she's like, this mm. is the best part. It's all you, you hear. So, um, yeah, no, it's they are great with their alumni. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you go on to be drafted 11th overall in the MPF by UTSA. Um, what did that mean? Do you know? And, you know, you'd be able to continue playing the game at such a high level. So this is another funny story Um, going into, um, sorry, there's an ambulance. I don't know if you can hear it. Going, going into the NPF out of my college career, it didn't have a great reputation at all. Like it was known as the beer league. That was literally the only thing you heard about the league was bandits have their own bus, uh, sleeper bus, and they have a cooler with beer in it after the game. <laughs> I, the I like that. I, <laughs> the only thing I heard about the league. And at the time I was still playing with um, USA softball and they don't have the best of um, relationships and and USA. Uh, And so going out when Hutch asked me, Hey, NPF is asking if you'd like to be drafted. And I said, no, I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to play after college. I think I'm done, which is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you say it, yes. Years later. um, (laughs) Yeah, no. So I asked not to be drafted. And so we're sitting around watching the draft and, um, Dorian Shaw, she was the first baseman on the Michigan team. She had gotten drafted, um, early on and I texted her and I was like, Oh my God, like, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden she sends me back a text. She goes, you too. And I was like, what do you mean you too? Like, what are you talking about? The band? And Um, and so I was like, well, what, like, this is not, I'm so confused. And so I didn't really think anything of it except for I was drafted to pride, obviously. So Mm. I was like, Oh, like that's kind of cool. And so the owner, John Deonatis, huge Michigan fan, like you walk into the office, his office, and it's just Michigan everywhere. And so he had been following my career and kind of drafted me knowing that I might not come to the team. But, um, after I was, after I graduated, Samantha Finley was actually on the team. She was a senior, my freshman year. And, um, she called me and was like, Hey, they want to fly you out just to like show you the ropes and see like if you're interested. And so 
I got flown out and signed a contract knowing that I was probably only going to be there for like, I think it was 10 games total that mm-hmm. I was there. It was after USA season. Um, I got flown out to, I was actually in Canada. We flew out to Canada, huh. played a series, went to Chicago, played another series, and then went straight off to playoffs. And so I was just like, <laughs> like fish out of water, just like kind of bobbing around, like on the team with, you know, all the Olympians. Yeah. Um, it was, I'm so glad obviously that I said yes to that experience, but not what I was expecting, not what I signed up for. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't the beer league. <laughs> yeah, not, not at all. Um, so yeah, it was a, but it was a great experience and obviously I stuck around. <laughs> so how, how big was the difference between NCAA and the pro level? Oh, huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. I mean, you have, you know, going from travel ball to college is obviously a step up, but then going from college to pro there's no holes in the lineup. There's no, um, kind of easy out type of situation, no matter how good, bad the team is. Um, and it was just, you couldn't, your old tricks didn't work anymore. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just, it improved my pitching tenfold being right. in that league playing against all those people. Now, you won two league championships. Did you not? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I was going to ask you how special they were. So apparently they weren't that special, <laughs> but yeah, you, no, I don't you did, uh, <laughs> you went into a closer role though, like later on, didn't you not? Yeah. So, um, I came out of college with pretty much a bum shoulder. Um, my senior year was a lot, Mm. uh, a lot of work and, um, I got a cortisone shot somewhere in my, somewhere in that senior year. Um, and when I came out, they were like, okay, here's the kind of brunt of what your shoulder, like you got two labral tears, you got swelling, you got some like fraying of your bicep tendon um and so yeah the whole the whole works um and so yeah my the closer rule kind of came out of necessity to save my arm um which was just not throwing long periods of time right Uh, but of course i end up closing every single day (laughs) so i'm not quite sure how much it actually saved my arm yeah really um, <laughs> having to warm up and so i i definitely after my first year got it down to a science and i could warm up in i mean less than five minutes at mm. some point um but yeah it was just it was it was definitely out of necessity but my senior year i think i had the ncaa record for saves um and so it was kind of just a natural thing, I guess, to fall into. Yeah. It really just wasn't really thought of. Um, you didn't really think of pitching as a staff or putting people into different roles. Well, not, yeah, not in softball. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, um, and again, that was Don Donatus and kind of his forethought to do that. Um, 
And again, it came out of necessity, but I think it kind of, it did change the game a little bit. And you had people who all of a sudden were kind of put into little boxes of closers and, um, and all that. So that was fun to be a part of. Jeez, imagine. I definitely don't miss it. I do not miss the stress. Of it. <laughs> that, that is a, like a very high leverage situation to be thrown into, you know, here, go warm yeah. up and uh, you got to save this game for us. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. I, I got to ask about, you know, after the 2017 season, you were, you were named to your third straight all MPF team, but then you'd be traded mm-hmm. to the Aussie preppers. Like, yeah, say, came as a shock. Um, yeah, it did. Um, there's a lot of backstory to that. Um, a lot of bullshit. To okay. That. Um, which I mean, it's kind of I'm over it. Yeah. And the, I mean, the people in charge of that trade kind of aren't even there anymore, so it doesn't really matter. And I've been acknowledged that 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 was bullshit from mm-hmm. leadership so um but you know what it's what i'm very very big into things happen for a reason yeah, it worked out well um, for you did not yeah, yeah yeah at the time i was not devastated or anything like that but i mean kind of fuming because like right i i've been doing everything that you asked me to do i've you know i've succeeded i've consistently been at the top of the pitching stats. Um, at that point I was one of the senior leaders of that group. Um, and it was just, a, again, a lot of bullshit and basically I called them on it and all of a sudden I was traded. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of the people, the people who uh, were there know the story obviously, but yeah. But I mean, that summer with Ozzy, I would not trade for the world. It was, um, you know, got to meet some of the most amazing people mm-hmm. that our game has to offer and got to finally play against them or play with them, not against them. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of like some of my great friends now from that experience and uh, got to go to Australia from it a couple times. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you, you went you went down and played in their league correct yeah yeah two two uh two of their national tournaments i played for uh wa the western flames okay um and yeah it was great i've been trying to strategically um move there ever since (laughs) (laughs) we actually you know what we actually have a great following down in australia for the podcast so oh nice i mean i interviewed a few of the guys on the on their team plus Stacy Porter, of course, talk to her uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I look at the downloads. I'm like, Oh, Australia, Australia, Australia. I was like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Well, if anybody else to uh, marry me to get a visa. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's funny. I was doing, you know, going through my research today and, and I come across the video of when you were pitched down there in the head, you mic'd up. Oh my God. And the line drive come back at you. Yep, that was the best thing ever. <laughs> you don't realize you don't realize how much 
talking is gonna just completely take you out of your game. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, oh my god! When you got the line drive back, I, I had to laugh at how you just held it up and turned around to the shortstop and second base. Like, ah, eh, I got it. <laughs> like, oh god! I know, I know, and I did not see it at all. And I, because I hardly get line drives back at me. And I think I've said that one too many times because ever since I've been saying that, I've gotten to, well, I got hit in the Japan League too and just absolutely smoked me. Oh, it sucks. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, well, well, we'll put it this way. It was supposed to be a curveball and it went towards the inside of the plate. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> clearly my head was not where oh, it was yeah. supposed to be. well i mean it, it would be tough i mean they're they're chirping in your ear asking you questions and you're in the middle of your wind up and you're like in the middle yeah yeah you're yeah. like yeah <laughs> i um i when i came in lee godfrey was in center field behind me and she <laughs> i gave up some hit or whatever she goes stop smiling and pitch the tail <laughs> I was like, they're talking to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Aussies, the Aussies don't hold back on, you know, what they want to say to you. Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's why, I mean, I absolutely loved it there. I think my one of my first um, was with um, Mel Roach was in the um, dugout and she said something and she goes, here we go, you fuckers. And she turned around and she was like, <laughs> so sorry i was like oh i'm home i was like this is my home now <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome she's like what <laughs> oh shit that's awesome so well let's talk about japan um yeah. how many years you've been over there now Oof. this is my seventh season okay wow so yeah how do you enjoy oh, the culture I love it. I love it here. So I came straight out of college um, and I played two seasons with Denso. And I mean, I loved, I loved every second of it. Um, had a 25 um, year old, 23 year olds meltdown of this is not my life. Um, <laughs> I'm missing all these important things. I should be pregnant and married by now. And <laughs> Uh, um, you know, mm. we, we laugh at Jordan past Jordan's mistakes. Um, but I left and I mean, regretted it immediately. Um, basically say so only left because of this like imaginary life that I was picturing in my head. Right. Uh, and I got the opportunity. Um, I was actually coaching at Loyola Chicago at the time and I got a phone call and it was the, um, national team. So the gold medal winning coach, um, she had actually just gone through, um, uh, cancer treatment and I play for a hospital. And so as the hospital actually paid for all of her treatment and set her up and everything like that. And as a thank you, she, basically dragged me out of retirement. <laughs> um, she was very adamant that I come and play, um, for them. Um, and so, yeah, convinced me to come out and play. So I left my poor, uh, boss at Loyola Chicago, got left, uh, a month before season <laughs> started. Oh. Um, yeah, not, not the best of situations, but Again, things kind of happen for a reason. So, um, yeah, this is so. This is my fifth year with um, Toda. Toda, which is 
yeah, the current team I play for. So that's crazy. Yeah, kind of kind of crazy um end up, but yeah. So have it's been fun. like <laughs> you did you coached at BU as well, have you not? Yes. Like yeah. So when have I you left, taken time off? Like t- are you constantly involved in ball? Uh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> My, my time off now is my summers and my winter. Okay. My three months, three months of doing absolutely jack all. Okay. I don't do anything. So, um, yeah, no. So I went straight out of actually. I le- when I left Japan the first time, I went straight to Boston um, and coached for Kathleen Gleason, who is a Michigan alum, um, and that's how I got that job and kind of knew her through that. Um, I was there for two years. Okay. And then how do you like the coaching well, aspect of it? You know, it's definite pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, I, I did. I loved, I loved being able to kind of share, um, the things that I learned, uh, through my career, obviously. And I loved practice and being in the bullpens with pitchers and all that. Um, I did not like the, all the other stuff with it, <laughs> you know, and I think it was the, I was at Boston university in Loyola, Chicago to smart schools right. type of thing. And I would get frustrated at the just lack of, I mean, want to be there, I guess would be the indelicate way to put it. <laughs> but, um, you know, asking, asking a kid to come 15 minutes early to warm up for their 20 minute session, um, was met with pushback. So it was just, it it was just stuff that would get brought up, you know, that I would never dream of bringing up as an athlete, Right. but it was just different. It was just different cultures, different, uh, priorities. Um, and I mean, it was, I had just <laughs> some interesting, interesting things happen during my season. That's kind of why college coaches have gray hairs, um, just rule breaking and thus and all that stuff. So, um, just, I, I really, at the end of it, I didn't like my entire career being balanced on the whims of a 19 to 21 year old. Gotcha. That just scared the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that I could get back into college coaching. Um, eventually just give it time. A, yeah. I would have to go on an apology tour. <laughs> <laughs> Before I do that. Oh uh, shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I do. I, I really, I really, really do enjoy coaching. And, um, I just, there's, I mean, there's going to be pros and cons with every job, but mm. it, the cons were not worth it. Um, yeah. for me to turn down a extended pro career. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of this year, how, how's this season look over in Japan? How's, you know, how you guys looking? It's good. So last year, when I left, I left, the team was fine. And I get a call um, when I landed in Japan a day later. Um, hey, the entire team quit. Our head coach got fired. Um, we have four girls left. Oh, my <laughs> God. Says, what? I was like, I was just there. What, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, 
what happened? Um, and so our team ended up being, I, I keep calling us the mighty ducks just because we're, and of course they don't know this movie. I've been trying to find the Japanese version and make this watch it, but district five, district five, baby. (laughs) We're just thrown together. It's a lot of girls who left bigger programs because it was like too much pressure kind of thing, or they just wanted to have fun. Um, and just kind of, we're like the Island of misfit toys right now. And, um, yeah, we had a very successful first half. Uh, but the problem is that everyone seemed to have a successful first half. Uh There's a, I think it's a six way tie for second place right now. Get out. Uh, Yeah. So it's (laughs) one game difference between, (laughs) between second and seventh place. Holy shit. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely, um, some learning curves. Uh, I was extremely, extremely lucky though. My catcher, um, has worked with foreign pitchers before and speaks a little bit of English, but mostly she just gets the game Mm. and it's, Oh, it was so much like less pressure. Um, cause basically for the last five years, I've had to argue pitch calling with, our catcher and head coach. And it was just stressful. Um, <laughs> basically I would, me and the catcher would be on the same page and then our head coach would say the complete opposite. And it was, you know, I did the, I did the coachable thing and kind of followed her way mm-hmm. type of thing. And I think I gave up like three home runs in one game and I was being stubborn and I was like, no, we're going to keep it doing your way. Right. Like, this is what you wanted. This is, you're gonna. I was like, do you see the results when we're doing it your way? And, um, so yeah, I got my point across, not probably not the best way of put it across, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my, my old catcher was phenomenal. I love that little girl, but, um, yeah, it was just, it's just so much less pressure to have, a catcher who like understands pitch right. calling. Oh, um, I can, was, I, I can hear you there. <laughs> yeah. My first bullpen with her, I was just trying to like explain kind of my basic pitch calling and what I thought and stuff like that. And you kind of saw her like looking around, like not really paying attention. And I was like, does she get it? And she kind of looks at me. She goes like, yes. I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then we had our first scrimmage. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. No, she gets it. <laughs> wow. Never mind. <laughs> she was rolling her eyes at me for explaining. <laughs> basic. So in your league there, do they all do the, uh, the runner on third hit and run? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yes, I know my, my strategy over the years has developed into, um, if I see them squaring around, I just try to hit them. (laughs) You'd think think that this would, you know, like, oh my God, why are you trying to hit a batter? No, they still make contact. They still make contact. The hand eye coordination on some of these Japanese hitters is unreal. Yeah. Just unreal but when you throw it straight at them they either foul it off or pop it up so or they turn their body and end up with a bunt (laughs) yeah or or swing and it hits them i've had that happen a couple times but um yeah just the oh it's so annoying because it's never 
it's never in the counts you think it is. And you do all these like pitch outs and you get behind in the count. And they're not doing anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when you finally do throw a strike, there they are squaring around. I'm like, son of a bitch. That's You know what? <laughs> Come to say, that's probably why they're so successful in international plays, because everybody's like, well, nobody would do this in this situation. But yeah, the Japanese, well, think, they will. <laughs> it was Mexico. Mexico yes. or Italy to do it and i was like oh honey (laughs) no 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 No. you need the right people up there (laughs) yeah this is like decades of decades of work of uh practicing this they work at eight hours a day on this (laughs) yeah literally literally that's crazy all right jordan uh little thing we end the podcast with uh yeah it's called player association i'm gonna throw out some names to you and oh, okay. <laughs> you can say as much or as little about them as you want. Okay. Hopefully I remember these names. <laughs> well, uh, hey, I hope you do too, because if you don't, I'm just going to edit You've it already out. you covered my memory issues, so we'll, <laughs> I'm falling back on that one if needed. All right. First one. Amy Moore. Amy Moore? Where'd you get that name from? Um, yeah, she was my, um, she's a little firecracker, um, <laughs> high school catcher. Um, yeah, she, she, the loudest in the room for sure. There's not, there's not much to say. She's a, she, uh, she's a good time, but I don't, I don't remember her catching that much though, honestly, from that high school year. She was, right. Cause she was a sophomore when I was a senior. So she was always like the little the little kid which obviously she's a grown grown adult with her own house now but um yeah no i love amy right on next one is uh katie lukens oh my louie so she was like um you, you always have like your your freshman when you're a senior and she was my freshman um she's the purest soul um that she like we say like Michigan woman or a Michigan man. Um, and it's just like one of those just upstanding <laughs> citizens, smart, like, like great to be around. And she was, I mean, the brightest person I've ever known. Um, extremely, extreme, but just heart of gold. She is. I love her so much. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, next Stacy Porter. Ah, uh, Porter. <laughs> That's another one, heart of friggin' gold, man. And just the ultimate competitor. And she just does stuff, she just does stuff the right way. Um, which I hate that saying, but like she really does. I don't if anybody hates Stacy Porter, it is one thousand percent their problem. One hundred um, I totally agree with you on that. One hundred percent. I actually have a funny story about her too. Um, the first time, one of the first times I've ever faced her. Um, I was at Canada cup with, uh, like a put together team and we had to play Australia, I think 12 times that <laughs> we were like their like, warm up team. We were like, we scrimmaged them before the tournament and then played them in the tournament. And then we ended up getting like booted out of the tournament from them. And, um, I still remember throwing this pitch and it was at her hands and I, didn't have that best, that good of a rise ball. And I remember being so excited that I hit this spot on the inside corner. So she swung through it immediately drops the bat because it stung her hands. And then I watched this ball go over the right field 
foul pole and this drop <laughs> for a home run. And I was sitting like cartoon jaw on the floor. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> That's insane. Happened. Like she was literally shaking her hands because it stung her hands. And that's how strong she was. Was it just wow. right over the foul pole? Just a little. Bloop. Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. The love not trying to her. <laughs> <laughs> it must have loved playing with her, though. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. All that's right. Your Next is, uh, well, friend of the show, Sam Fisher. Ah, uh, Samu. She, um, we've like, we were actually high school rivals, um, which we want to talk about how much I don't remember. She remembers everything. Is this everything. A Sam, Sam as a rival? <laughs> <laughs> well, her high school anyways. Yeah. And I actually, just went, I went to her bachelorette party um, this summer and I walked in, it was pretty much the entire room was her old high school teammates. And they're like, and she's like, Hey, this is Jordan. They're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we end up being friends, but I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like again, that 40 feet, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Now Sam is, that's another, if, if someone doesn't like Sam, it's 100% them, not her. Yeah. Um, She's just one of the funniest, lighthearted, just always, always just a mood lifter. Yeah. When you're around her. Yeah. I, I, I said, uh, I, I interviewed, uh, Kamalani there about a month ago and, and we were talking about Sam and I said, you know, if, if there's one person in the game that I would love, you know, just sit down and have drinks with, it would be Sam, you know, just oh, to, yeah. just to talk with her. <laughs> yeah. It would she be hilarious. Really so you'd have to get her some chocolate milk, but yes, uh, she yeah. would have she would have her chocolate milk, and <laughs> it would either way it would be a riot. <laughs> yeah, no, she's great. All right, uh, two more. Next one is okay. uh, Chelsea Thomas. Oh, Chelsea, I haven't seen her in forever. Um, we actually made a pact that we were going to every year go to a concert together after we retired. And uh, <laughs> the problem is I haven't retired. And uh, <laughs> there's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a pandemic. Um, no, she's, she's another one. She is sneakily hilarious. She's one of them. But, um, you don't hear her comments until you listen for them. Like uh. she'll be in a conversation and she just sneakily says the, funny as shit oh that's the best um, you have to be listening <laughs> for it uh no she's great and she was always i always loved listening to her talk about pitching because it was so different than what everyone else was kind of talking about mm. um or like she just put it in a different way than other people um so she's always she's a great great instructor um, and just listening to her talk about pitching is always fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Last one. Co okay. Coach Carol Hutchins. Ah, Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you say about Hutch? I don't, you tell me. <laughs> she's a tough bird. She's actually getting uh, inducted into the Michigan State Hall of Fame. Um, so she... And I, I don't know if this is a well-known story or not. When she was a student at Michigan State, she actually helped sue the school 
um, for Title IX offenses. Um, that's so she was badass from the start. I guess she thing. was. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so she, I mean, when you go into her program, she makes sure that you know everything about Title IX, make sure you know everything about Michigan softball history. Um, we actually have to do like a book report on a person who wore our number before us. Um, so she's just very tradition based and again, loves her alumni. Um, but yeah, she, there's not a, there's not a dictionary worth of words to uh, describe. Rogers, I oh don't think God. that yeah. is awesome. You, you know what? That, uh, coming from like, I, I mean, I used to like coach hockey quite a bit, but you know what? From a coaching standpoint, having having people do you know research things on your that were your number before, that's actually genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's definitely very tradition um, based and made make sure that you know you know how important wearing right. Michigan across your chest is. Well, it gets you in tune with the program, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Well, you know what? That's the podcast. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta thank you for coming on. I mean, this has been, I've, I've been wanting to talk to you for months now <laughs> and this, you know what, you know, following you on social media, I, I love all the content you give out and being able to have <laughs> you come on here. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's great for us and, and I, I'm just so happy I got the interview interview you man it's just awesome <laughs> nice it was nice talking to another um, person who speaks english so. <laughs> <laughs> well still- i i hope you're uh i hope the rest of your quarantine goes well and uh you know best of luck this season oh thank you all right uh take care thanks she's been waiting for me through the whole night candle burning high on a cold night Like a Jay-Z fan And she tell me that I'm cuter than a baby lamb Damn, I know it's corny and shit But look, I'm almost 40 with this I ain't just some only kid I need a chick I can hang with and bang with Understand me, I ain't talking about language We watch a movie, then we laugh about it uh, Smoke a doobie, then we laugh about it uh, We argue, then we laugh about it She got me smiling, ain't no way around it Now she waiting for me through the whole night Candle burning high on a cold night Waiting in the dark with the low light Feeling good when she hold tight She ain't got a home and do it cause she doing good yes. Took me to a place that nobody could Woo. Told me what I need on a long day yes. A little bit of hurt goes a long way She ain't gotta do much Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, 
Kim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. <laughs>